Welcome back to More Than Numbers Enneagram for Business. Your host and co-host Keanu Trujillo and Lamar Bratton. And we're back at it. We're so excited to be starting the 2021 Business Boost. And it's a happy new mindset for you. Not a happy new year. It's a happy new mindset. Lamar, how excited are you to be getting back on the podcast in 2021? Man, it feels so good. That that break that we had from not getting together and, and talking, man, I, I missed you. Man, it was we had so much fun right before the year ended. And uh, now we're back at it and, and, and here with a new mindset. So um, this is awesome. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we hit an awesome run with those guests at the end of the year. And trust me, people, we Fire. are we have some amazing guests lined up for 2021 as well. But we're just going to kick it off with Lamar and I helping you in this business boost whether you're just starting your business or you're trying to take your business to a whole other level, you're going to get a lot of value out of the next five days. So we figured we would start with new mindset, happy new mindset. And the reason being is I saw a post on Instagram, Lamar, and it said, you don't need a new year. You need a new mindset. And I know you're not on Instagram, so you missed it. But yeah, send it my really, garbage on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm honestly thinking about just getting off of social media altogether. It's just a drain. And uh, of course, we'll talk about that more in another right. episode. <laughs> you can find but, little nuggets of inspiration there, so I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, it inspired this, right? Happy new mindset. And so the reason I wanted to talk about this today was really figuring out how to set your mindset for the year. Because if your goals are predicated on the time of year, right? So it's January, we need to start working on and deciding what our goals are, what are our resolutions, what are we trying to accomplish in 2021? Well, then when the luster of the new year wears off, where are you going to be, right? Mm. So, I mean, let's talk about maybe a time like your resolutions, you've set some resolutions and let's, let's talk about the resolution that you've uh, maybe kept the longest or that you saw through and maybe the resolution that you <laughs> failed like day two. <laughs> uh, the resolution that I say, I, I, I've never been a, a resolution type of guy. So I, I, I've never like just said, oh, this is this is the, the new year of what, how I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Um, but what I do remember, um, I think last year was, you know, we, we went into last year and we really hammered our bodies, uh, in a negative way, uh, right before at the end of 2019, my wife and I were just, you know, what uh, we're just going to eat whatever we wanted and, um, and, and, you know, not really care about the ramifications of it, uh, to the point where we're like, I can't wait to eat healthy again in the new year. It's like, why not start now? But we're just like, no, let's wait. Um, but I do remember being very consistent at the beginning of 2019 for, um, I don't know, several months with my diet. And then we started 75 hard in the middle of the year. And then I'd say, you know, holiday, holiday season came around and we're a lot better than most years, but, um, I, I would say maybe last year was the best time, but I mean, even so it, it, it doesn't feel like it lasts every time at all. Yeah. So you're not the kind of person that sees like the year ending and the year beginning and start planning all your goals. Well, no, I definitely plan. I definitely plan goals. I think what I, what I think about resolutions is just comes to mind of, of like, like I I've, I've always set goals for my business and, and for all those different things, but a resolution sounds more like um, I need a complete change in my life. Whereas my goals have just been the next level to what I've already been building and working on. 
So I don't know. I maybe I need to look up the definition of resolution because whenever I think resolution, I think like, oh, it's just like it seems so much like a fad word that I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> that makes sense. And it's funny because I'm the opposite. I've always been the kind of person that's like, here's my New Year's resolution. And then by February, <laughs> I was bored of it and starting on new goals. So now I just, you know, I think being a business owner, you think in terms of business growth and things like that. So yeah. over the last two years, my resolutions or my goals, right? They've been much more geared around, okay, my business and my family, my faith, and how those all feed each other. Right. So it's just more tangible, right? When you're thinking about your resolutions or you're thinking about your goals and setting your mindset to attack them. So we're going to start with nine ways that you can promote and lead a happy new mindset. Now, these are not nine different ways to lead your mindset based on nine different types. Yes, there are nine types. That's why I chose nine, but they aren't necessarily directly applicable to the number that they represent. Now they'll be helpful for all of us, regardless of our types. And the first one is eat well. So mm. the first one starts with that physical fitness with eating well. And it's funny because you had mentioned like we trashed our bodies and then we went into the year and it was just awful, but <laughs> eating well, for those of you that don't know, most of you don't know, Lamar and I used to both be very big boys. My, my heaviest weight was 330. What were you at Lamar? Uh, 310 boys was thick. Wow. Boys was mad thick. That's almost 700 pounds of man between the two of us. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I was at 330 pounds my junior year in high school. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I would, yeah, that's on a different level of huge, bro. In high school. In high yeah, school. Yeah. I, I barely got to 310 my senior year of college. So wow. I don't know what they were feeding you or what you, man, that's crazy. Everything. Goodness. everything uh you know god bless my mom and dad but um honestly everything and and i just really didn't care but it made sense that uh the way that i thought about myself was was terrible like i really had a very poor opinion of myself and mm. it all it all started there like i hated the way that i looked so then i would eat more and and, and then i would hate the way i look and it just be a vicious cycle so the first yeah. one is eat well so be mindful of the things that you're putting in your body to promote a healthy mindset. And it just, this, this one, it really speaks to how the physical has a lot to do with the mental. Oh yeah. No, I, with, um, I mean, I just noticed this a lot with my wife and I, um, we just restarted a 75 heart again and got back on our diet. And I mean, it was just crazy just to see the difference in, um, like our sex drive and our energy to go to work and get up to work out just by eating healthier. I felt like, you know, the greasier and fattier, the things that we were eating and processed, like we felt sluggish constantly. So, um, I agree with you. Eat well, be mindful of the fuel that you're giving your body and how it's going to affect your mindset. Number two, surround yourself with positive people, cut out negative people. Mm -hmm. Lamar, you cut anyone off lately? Um, no, I have not cut off anyone. I find that my I, I don't really have a ton of people to cut out anyway. I mean, you saying you don't have a lot of friends. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> it's just me, my clients and my, in my close circle. Um, but I've got like different categories of friends and we all ha have different conversations. I'm very conscious about um, who I get advice from and who I'm getting feedback and ideas from. Like that's, that's extremely important. Uh, mm -hmm. But I actually had a conversation yesterday with one of my mentees 
um, in this business. And I was talking about, man, if you, if you have um, someone in your life that is not encouraging you to persevere through anything that you're working on, then that person is not the support system. Right. And people can have all kinds of great intentions like, oh, you know, what? like maybe, you know, maybe that's not for you or maybe, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. And maybe you should just go do this and maybe you should da, 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 and like whatever that might be. Right. Um, and they might have great intentions, but man, what successful uh, business owner, business woman, man, um, what what successful person has ever gotten to the level of success that they had without having some form of perseverance? Right. Of like, man, I had to, uh, I almost thought I was going to quit. I almost thought I couldn't do it. I almost thought I wasn't good enough. I almost thought this, and maybe they were thinking those things. Everyone has those moments in everything that they do. So, man, those people that encourage you to persevere rather than quit and go do something else, they're important. Absolutely. And know that some people that are telling you like, hey, maybe you should hang it up. Maybe this wasn't it. Maybe you're not built for this. They're threatened by you. Mm. They're threatened by what you're doing. They're threatened by what you're accomplishing. They're threatened that they are not, right? And even people that are closest to you, they have good intentions, but they are threatened. They don't want to see you do what you're called to do or to build this dream because Mm -hmm. that's threatening to them. And every day that you do it, it's shining a light on what they're not doing. Mm Mm-hmm. So be mindful of those negative people. See, I think Lamar, you and I, as we often are, are on both sides of the spectrum here. I'm on the side where um, I am very involved in my social media, uh, have accounts everywhere. And so very connected to a lot of people and also very connected uh, physically to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, you don't do social media, which I'm beginning to envy more and more. <laughs> and you just have that tight knit circle. So you don't really have to cut people off or begin to take actions to uh, remove the negative and increase the positive because you've already intentionally done that. So for me, I have uh, begun to unfollow people. And for those of you that are listening, that may be friends from high school that I've unfollowed you or whatever it may be, know that it's not personal. I think people are so tied to social media as far as like a relationship, like you unfollowed me, what's wrong? You must hate me. No, I just don't. I'm being mindful of what I let in, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to unfollow a lot of people and a lot of things because I want to be mindful of what has an impact on my mindset, positive or negative. So surround yourself with positive people, both in the physical and in social media. Surround yourself with people that want to see you win. Not the people that are like, oh, who are you trying to be? The next Tony Robbins? You trying to be the next Ed Milet? Who, are you, who do you think you are, right? Like, I'm yeah. going to cut you off pretty quick. And type eights, Lamar, I don't know if I've shared this with you. We almost enjoy cutting people off. Did you know that about what? us? Wow, that's a brand. That's... We need a, we need a little button that says, flam, flam, flam. <laughs> Eights love cutting people off because, well, I am afraid of being betrayed, right? Type eight is one of their, their core fears, being betrayed, being powerless. And if I can't trust you, then I'm going to look for reasons to get rid of you. Or if I'm looking for reasons to get rid of you, I'll look for reasons not to trust you. So I have to be mindful of that. It's very easy for me to remove people from my life. So I can just go on a spree, like I'm done, like you're cut off, you're cut off, you're cut off, I'm focused. So there's a middle ground there that is mindful of, okay, who really deserves to be carried forward in the next chapter? And who do I need to leave behind? And guys, that's okay, right? 
I remember when I was in financial services and we're talking about cutting people off, I, and Lamar, you probably speak to this much more than I could, but even in, in sales or whatever, or even when I was in recruiting in the military, you're talking to somebody and they want to work with you and they want what you have to offer, but they're already working with someone else. Mm-hmm. So they would feel some type of loyalty and that's okay. That's not wrong. That means that's a good person. However, that person is not built to serve them in the next chapter. Mm. So when it was financial services, oh man, I've had this, this financial advisor for five years, right? Well, you know, what have they been doing for you lately? Well, honestly, I haven't heard from them in like a year, year and a half. We haven't really done much. Okay. Well, how are they serving you? Well, you know, they're really not right now, but they did. (laughs) And I remember some language I learned in financial services that really led to explaining, Hey, they did something for you. They provided a service and they were compensated accordingly. Right. (laughs) Now it's time to move on. Right. So in the same way, some of you may have certain loyalties to people from your past and know this, they were compensated accordingly and we're thankful for them. We're thankful for the role they played, but Hey, maybe it's time to move on. They're not really serving us now like they once were. And it's time to move forward. We can still love them. We can still care for them. We can still send them a Christmas card, but Hey, I'm moving forward. So number two, surround yourself with positive people and remove the negative people. Lamar, anything else to share on that one? No, man. No, not at all. What's number three? Number three, practice gratitude. Mm. How does that sit Mm. with you? Like just a stream of waters just flowing through my ears. (laughs) (laughs) You like that one. Yeah, practice gratitude. It's one of the most peaceful things to to have a part of your your practice. You know, when I when I sit down and pray and just thank God for um, the many things, like it's it's just humbling. And sometimes I get so uh, I, I feel so um, just at peace knowing that like there's so many people in the world that would be envious of what we're doing. There's people that would be envious of just us recording a podcast, you know, you know, with the amount of listeners that we have, like people just would be envious to just record a podcast with one listener, you know, <laughs> we have a lot more than that, but it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's just, there's always something to be thankful for. What about you? Well, I love that one because there's so much in the spiritual, right? As Christians, as followers of Christ, we know the impact of being thankful, right? Of gratitude. And we're instructed in many scriptures to be thankful, right? To uh, not worry about anything, pray about everything, go to God with thanksgiving, right? So I love that because we know scripturally that that's what we're instructed to do, to approach everything with gratitude. But last year, I did a great deep study into uh, the mindset and psychology from Dr. Joe Dispenza. So if some of you are not familiar with him, go Google Dr. Joe Dispenza, particularly his episodes with Ed Milet. It'll blow your mind. But anyways, I don't believe he's a Christian man. However, he talked about patterns in your life and how we all have certain patterns that we operate in, and we don't even know that we're operating in them. So you might have a pattern that you run with people you work with or a pattern that you run in your intimate relationships or your romantic relationships, a pattern that you run when you deal with certain people or with certain friends, and you don't realize that you're repeating this pattern. Mm -hmm. And the way that he talked about disrupting and replacing the pattern is first with gratitude. Hmm. So you have to begin with gratitude to begin to replace the pattern. So we're talking about happy new mindset in 2021, right? We're creating new mindsets. The first thing you have to do is start with gratitude because gratitude will snap you out of the pattern just long enough to replace it with 
with a more healthy one. So practice gratitude often. If you Mm -hmm. find yourself in February, March, and you're starting to fall, go off the tracks, or you're starting to lose sight of your goals, right? Your missions, your resolutions, whatever you want to call them, figure out where the pattern exists and practice gratitude in the moment, right then and there. Like I'm feeling down again, whatever it is, man, but I'm so thankful for, and it's not finding a silver lining. It's actually truly being grateful. So we know that in the spiritual, what gratitude does for our soul and following Jesus and how we're instructed to do so. But there's also a psychological, right? A physical, a science aspect of it that says your mind cannot disrupt a pattern without gratitude. And that's Mm. just so cool to see the, I love when science supports God, Mm -hmm. right? Right. It's like, no wonder he told us to practice gratitude. It always does. And the times where it doesn't, it's practically made up. I've been doing my studies of that as well, but that could be for another podcast. Um, We're going to talk about that. Put it on the schedule. (laughs) Um, Something that came to mind when you're talking about gratitude, uh, there's a a quote by um, another famous representative at the company I'm affiliated with. And uh, his name is Tim Radden. And he had given a speech at the end of the year after he just received his award for advisor of the year. Um, He had said, uh, the list of things that I don't want and don't have is way longer than the list of things that I do want and don't have. It confused me for a second, so I got to repeat it again. The list of things that I don't want and don't have is way longer than the list of things that I do want and don't have, right? Nobody wants cancer. Nobody wants to not be able to walk. No one wants to not be able to have their voice or their ears or their eyes or their hair or whatever, or their health or uh, to be homeless or whatever. That list is extremely long of the things that I don't want compared to, or I want a new house, or I want to be married, or I want to have kids. I want to have a big business. I want to have this, I want to have that. Like that list of things that are not in your life that you wouldn't dare want to have is way longer. So if, if you can't think of anything that you have to be grateful for, think about the things that you don't have that you don't want. And you can be grateful with that. That's great. I love that. Love that hundred percent. So to recap, number one, eat well Two, surround yourself with positive people, three practice gratitude and four avoid self comparison. Don't get caught in the comparison trap. Self-comparison. When we talk about comparison, and we, of course, are the Enneagram for business, so we have this amazing tool that is the Enneagram that shows us how we're all wired so differently. No wonder comparison is such a killer, right? And Lamar, you and I, we both know this when we're, when we're coaching professionals, especially in the sales space, they compare themselves to the people they idolize or to the people that are successful, and they try to... Um, repeat their behaviors or copy their behaviors and it never works right yeah. or very rarely it works because you're not wired like them yeah so you're comparing yourself to something that that it's it's apples and oranges it's it's it's, it's cats and dogs yeah you're not supposed to compare yourself to that so avoid comparison and in that you're going to find when you're not focusing on what they have and what they do and the way they do it and the way they talk and the way they walk, you're mm-hmm. going to be able to free yourself up to focus on the strengths and the gifts that you do have. Yep. And I'm so guilty of this as a type eight, as a type eight, uh, before I found the Enneagram, I wanted to make everyone operate similar to the way I operated. Right. 
super gung ho, high energy, super driven. Right. And I remember you still do making, that sometimes. I, I do still do that sometimes. <laughs> now I'm aware of it. <laughs> uh, You're like, Lamar, why are you not yelling right now? Lamar, why? <laughs> you better get fired up. I, absolutely. I, I, I do. I am still because it's in my nature. Right. I know yeah, that's it is, part for of sure. who I am. For sure. uh, but when I was unaware of it, I would get right. angry because people right. didn't operate in the same way. I mean, mm. if it was work or it was faith or it was even just a, a pickup, you know, basketball game, like yeah. I want everyone operating at 100% intensity. Yeah. And what that can do is start to tear some people down. But in the same way, I would compare myself to other people that maybe were more calm or more steady in their approach. And I'm like, wow, I really want to be like them. And it's like, that's, that's not me, right? I'm built right. to have this kind of energy. So avoid right. the comparison trap. You're, compares, you're comparing yourself to someone or something that is no nothing like you. And, and it's so important because you don't have the capacity to, to do so. How can you be the greatest Keanu Trujillo? Like, how can you be the greatest Lamar Bratton if you're not Lamar or if you're not Keanu? Like, and that was something that I was listening to uh, the John Maxwell podcast um, on leadership. And he was saying is like, like, I, I can't try to be John Maxwell. Like, I can't copy and paste everything that he does. Like, that's not me. I can only be the best version of myself. Like, John Maxwell has already perfected being John Maxwell. Right. <laughs> like, I, like if I, if I try and go and be someone like uh, someone else, then that simply just puts me at a completely different ceiling. I'm right. never find out what my own true potential is. Exactly. Realize when you're, when you're caught in comparison, catch yourself in the moment, get yourself out of there and start focusing on what you do have. Again, if that's too hard, revert back to number three and practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to stop there for part one of Happy New Mindset. Join us again tomorrow for part two of Creating a Happy New Mindset. And we will cover numbers five through nine. There are nine types on the Enneagram, so we're going to cover nine ways to create a happy new mindset. So join us tomorrow if you're interested in partnering with us and learning how to leverage the Enneagram to reach your goals. Then you can email us info at truestrategy.info or visit our website www.truestrategy.info. See you all tomorrow.